3: It's the Fan Evening Show. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peter's Township. You can find them at southhillskia.net. I own a Kia. Actually, that's not true. I'm leasing a Kia. Very nice car. So that's Did, as much of it. They, they're they not paying me directly to endorse them, but I, I, I do drive a Kia. So that's, that's all you're getting out of me in that situation. But if they'd like to, I, I'm, I'm more than willing to talk more about Kia's. You know what I really want to talk about, Charlie? Very big news in the past uh, few days here in the world of sports and entertainment. Any idea what I'm talking about? Any idea? Something big returning to the world of sports entertainment this summer.
4: Sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I- hold please, because I have an idea, and I need I need the the ad to stop running. <laughs>
3: It's not really that big of a deal. What's the idea?
0: You what The Rock is cooking.
3: This isn't it, but I'm going to let you play the music anyways. What I'm thinking of... Just keep the... Yeah, Just you can just keep it going. What I'm thinking of is the return... Of EA Sports's NCAA football video game. Now I got to talk about The Rock for a second.
4: You said sports and entertainment, and that's his
3: thing, right? He is the king of sports and entertainment. You're right. That's that's not a bad guess. He has, has by the you.
4: most electrifying move in sports, and he is all the people's champ. Not anymore.
3: What do you mean, not anymore?
4: He's a bad guy now. What? Yeah.
3: I'm not a wrestling guy like every other white guy in Pittsburgh, but <laughs> I I I I the Rock is not a bad guy. The Rock is the good guy always. Not not anymore. Why why do they do this? Why why break a good thing? It's a long
4: and complicated story.
3: Now, is this a is he Now, the bad guy because that's the story that's been written for him? Or is he the bad guy because people don't like The Rock in the wrestling world anymore? Like, do they not like Dwayne Johnson in the wrestling world because of, you know, he's a movie guy now and he's a mogul and he's kind of, he's gotten to be above wrestling, I would say. I think that's safe to say. He comes back and does the wrestling thing every now and then. Which he he is right now. Oh, he is right now. Which is why i But he's come back as the bad guy. Yes, I don't like this. He was supposed to
4: come back and face Roman Reigns, who is the current champion yeah. and the leader of the Bloodline, which is which is what The Rock is a part of. Like literally, he is related to Roman Reigns through by blood.
3: The, the Rock is yes, in really the,
4: in the big family tree in the uh, in the Anowai family tree. Yeah, which has Rikishi. Uh, why am I blanking? Is
3: Jimmy Superfly Snooka in that mix? No, but they're no.
4: like cousin adjacent. Okay. If that makes sense. All right. And the Rock, Are you
3: are you impressed that I said I'm not a wrestling guy but I threw Jimmy Snooper, Superfly Snooka out there?
4: I I am. Well done. Yeah. I I know a thing or two. You you dabble.
3: Yeah, I keep up with some things.
4: And the Rock is he's coming back. At WrestleMania to wrestle. So when you said something big is coming back into uh, the world of sports and entertainment this summer, I could
3: see I could see your confusion there. Yeah. I expected The Rock, but well, that football, is cool. Yes, I, I do. Uh, I do think The Rock is going to run for president eventually. I think that might happen. I think it's a foolish move of him to do that. Easiest way to get people to stop liking you, and I think. I think outside of him being now the bad guy, the fake bad guy in in wrestling, I I do think that The Rock is one of the most universally beloved people out there. I would put him up there with Tom Hanks. Uh, Who else? Who else is a universally beloved person? Here's my question. You have a ballot in front of
4: you. Two options. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Kelsey.
3: Who's your vote for president? the rock no hesitation yeah no not a, a question about it. now i might want to know a little bit more about their political <laughs> beliefs before i blindly go and vote for one of them but let's say all things are even and i like both of their uh political stances yeah I'm, um, i'm definitely going w- with the rock because the man is a uh he's a proven commodity when it comes to I think a being very well liked across the board. He's built a an empire essentially, and uh, you know I don't think anybody's going to talk back to the Rock. You know you're you're a foreign dictator, and you want to mess with America, you got to go through the People's Champ. One, he's going to lay the smackdown on your candy ass. One eyebrow, look. Yeah, tr- peace. You think Putin wants to deal with the uh, the eyebrow raise? I don't think so, my friend.
4: Peace across the world the one one little
3: yeah just twitch of the no eyebrow. one was no one's gonna pick a fight with Dwayne Johnson's country I think um I do think he's gonna run for president though but we were talking about the uh the return of NCAA football what a grip that video game had on people and now it's been away for so long I think 2014 was the last one that they made and now it's coming back I think it's a it's long overdue I know why they had to go away from it because there were a group of football players who said hey look you're using our likeness in this video game we want a cut of it and the NCAA said well that ain't happening ever and then it it did happen But now it's an opportunity, A, for student-athletes. I I would assume that – I would assume, I don't know this, but that they would get a little uh, slice of the pie if their lightness is truly being used in some way. And I also think it's good for college football. We're at a precarious time, I think, with college football when we talk about NIL and transfer portal and all that where I think there's going to be some people that start to maybe get turned off a little bit by it all. Not entirely. I think your big schools are still going to have the same following that they've always had, but I do think that there are, you know, the casual observer of college football might get a little dismayed by everything that has gone on within that realm here in the last couple of years, and I understand that. You know, essentially, we're at the point now, and this coming out this week with the uh, the head of the NCAA, the president of the NCAA, saying that basically doesn't really care about the multi-transfer thing. Student-athletes can transfer as much as they please, and he doesn't really care if coaches say that it is difficult to deal with. Uh, and, and, hey, look, if that's the prerogative, fine. But I do – I definitely do understand where coaches are coming from and why we're seeing college coaches leave for NFL jobs or professional jobs, period, or getting out of coaching because it is a a different world. And it's difficult, I think, for them to change and adapt – some of them are you know i saw a quote earlier from uh, I saw a quote earlier from it was the head coach uh, Kenny Dillingham Arizona State you know a lot of coaches are complaining about NIL and he said quote i literally spent 9 years of my life doing anything to become a coffee boy so don't give me the oh it's hard to be a coach right now yeah, it's hard, then quit. I kind of respect that attitude, and I think it's the one that you have to have right now if you're going to be successful as a college coach. You can complain about it, but at the end of the day, you either adapt or you die or you get out. This is kind of like Rick Pitino
4: when he called out all of his players. He's the guy who brought the guys in right. in this whole NIL business. So you're going to bash the players that
3: you brought in. Right. But I think that's why we saw you know, a guy like Jay Wright get out when he did. Now He still had some years to give basketball. But I think he saw the writing on the wall here where it's going to be difficult and different to operate the way that you're used to operating as a college coach, the way that you've done it for a long time. Because, look, now the reality is you're not just recruiting players to come to your school. You're recruiting players to stay at your school, and it is a year-round process to convince players to stay at your school. You know, player loses a little bit of playing time, portal. Player doesn't feel like they fit your scheme anymore, even though you might have a bigger picture for them as a part of that portal. Players not getting the NIL that they think that they could get maybe somewhere else portal. And the the list goes on and on and on and on for reasons why college-age people are quickly deciding to get out of their commitment. And I can't even – it shouldn't even be called a commitment anymore because that is now a made-up word. When it comes to what it actually is, nobody is committing to anything. They are agreeing to join you for one year. And really, they don't even have to be there that long. There's nothing tying anybody down to that quote unquote commitment at all. I don't know what the end game is going to be here. I've heard people, you know. Across the board, kind of express concerns. I've heard anything from, hey, it's going to be all right. It's all going to balance out. It'll autocorrect, this and that. I've heard other people that say, and these are just, you know, nobody important, but I've, I've heard people say, like, this might not fix itself. This could go in a really bad direction, and maybe it turns around, but maybe it doesn't. And look, I like I, I think.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: People are deserving, if they have their image and likeness used, um, of being compensated for that. Sure. Look, if me, 20-year-old college kid, has 100,000 followers on Instagram, and you say, hey, we want to give you 10,000 bucks to put out a few Instagram posts wearing our sunglasses. I don't have a problem with that. I think the issue that we're getting into though is name image and likeness is just essentially now hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money to come play at our school. You don't got to do anything for it. You don't even have to be a good teammate. You don't really have to even be a good player but we're just going to give you a bunch of money because we just want to give you a bunch of money to come here. And, and and I just, I'm concerned about that. Salary cap in college? I mean, is it going to have to get to that point? Maybe. But at the same time, I think if that happens, you're going to have to introduce a salary floor. Because you can't cap something if there are other people who are making nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's not going to work both ways. You're not going to say, hey, we got to cap you at a certain amount. But, oh, by the way, we have a bunch of people who aren't making anything. Maybe that's kind of the system that there is right now. But if you cap it, then the collective is going to want everybody to get something. Maybe that's the right move. I I, I don't know. I don't know what the right solution is there. I am really excited about the NCAA football video game, though. I will tell you that. And what that means from an NIL perspective, I'm not sure. I assume that there are, you know, plans that go into that. But I don't know. We're, we're walking a very fine line here, and, and you know, the NCAA President comes out this week and says, you know, I don't have any problem if a kid wants to transfer five times or four times or whatever. You know, I'm going to Syracuse this weekend for women's basketball game. And I'm not knocking a kid because there's different scenarios for everything that happens with the reasons to transfer and what have you. Syracuse has a player who is on her fifth school in five years. She is injured, not playing at all this year. It's her first year at Syracuse, not playing at all this year. She could very well hit the portal again and go be in a sixth school in six years. Now, hey, she could theoretically go get her master's paid for, right? Great. Good for her. And again, I don't know what the situation is involving this person. I don't know why they've had to move so much, but like, I also wonder, like, is this healthy for somebody? I, I wonder that for a grown adult. You know, I'm in my 30s. If I move every single year somewhere new, is that good for me? And that's why, like, I get the one-time transfer thing. I'm fully supportive of it. You know, maybe with waivers that are actually enforced rightfully, rightfully maybe a second one, but when it becomes a free-for-all, what happens, I'm worried, is that coaches end up having to essentially recruit their players while they're still there. And does that affect the way that you coach your team? I don't know. I think there's a speculative nature to that where you have to wonder. Hopefully it all works out. I I and I think that there's a chance that it will. I I think we're going to get to the point where we find maybe a little bit of contingency here, maybe a little common ground with everything. It might get a little worse before it gets a little better, but I I'm hopeful with that because I'm hopeful in college athletics. I'm a, a part of college athletics. I really appreciate what I have in college athletics. What I get to experience in college athletics but I'm also not foolish enough to think that these aren't different and challenging times that, you know, could very well um, go down a, a really weird path here for a number of years. And at the end of the day, I want young people to go get great educations while being able to be involved in athletics. And if they get, some sort of compensation for that, that's great. But I think there's still a value in the exchange of education for your services as an athlete. That's still something I find value in. And I think some of that to some people has been a little bit lost here where it's, oh, I'm interested in this school. Why? Well, it has nothing to do with the academics. It has nothing to do with the degree I can get here. It's they offered me 50 grand to come here, and I'm going to go here. And you don't know anything about the classrooms, professors, the academic support, the facilities, the, the, the coach, the scheme, the fit. It's... Well, they offered me ten more thousand dollars than the other place. I'm going to go here, and, and, and I just worry about how that's going to balloon potentially, and it already has in many situations. But when does it get capped? I guess is my my thought. Who said we didn't come here to play school? Oh, that was uh, Cardell Jones at Ohio State. I didn't come here to play school. I guess he didn't, but that's a mentality that was really hard to wrap your head around then. Now, I think it's starting to be the view of a lot of people. You know, are, are they here to be in school or are they here to get paid and play a sport? It used to be both, right? It used to be you were here to be an athlete and a student, student-athlete. Now, I don't know. I love college athletics, though. I do. And and, and I, I'm optimistic that what is a trying time right now for many people involved in college athletics, we'll, we'll find a way to to remedy itself. But I'm curious to see what happens with it. Uh, we'll take one more break. When we come back, some final thoughts. No, no, no break. We don't, we're out of breaks. All right, we'll just keep it here then. What time do I have to be out, Charlie? Let me do math. All right. Well, you have your master's degree, as we've learned tonight, so I won't imagine this will take long. In you. communications, not not, not numbers. All right. Well, we might be here for a few hours then as you figure that out. I am excited about the EA Sports video game, though. I've heard that schools are uh, – I don't know if it's schools or, or who it is involved, but they're sending audio clips – to EA Sports to be used in the game, like actual audio clips of a stadium of, you know, the pit band playing, the pit student section cheering or singing or whatever, Sweet Caroline probably, you know, involved. I think that's cool. It's a nice little little touch that I, I think will get people to connect a little bit more with college football. Do you trust EA Sports? Yeah, probably not. But even a bad college football video game is still better than nothing. And they'll maybe work out the the issues as they go here. Yeah, but you have to pay for it. Just like Madden. Yeah. What I, what happened to Madden just
4: gives me no confidence in them doing It's just
3: kind of flatlined, right?
4: Yeah, it's just kind of stagnated. Um, by the way,
3: uh 29 is there is there a cap on just how good video games can be now i mean no there's still a a massive frontier out there on how good they can get absolutely Hmm.
4: especially with storytelling and how things are played it's how they're designed and the way that ea sports did it was now everything is designed for microtransactions so you buy the $70 game, you want to play online with your friends, you want the best players, spend a dollar for a random pack of cards, spend another dollar. Oh, you just want the best player? Here's You can buy him for 15 bucks. That
3: sounds awful.
4: It is awful. I don't like that. I'm more excited that they're going to remake Battlefront and Battlefront 2 for Star Wars.
3: I don't know anything about that. I don't really know much about wrestling either, or uh, traveling to Mars. Simulated travel to Mars, apparently, as we learned tonight. That's what we learned on tonight's show. I am not qualified to do the year-long Mars simulation. Or take a Jersey Turnpike shot. I am definitely not qualified or willing to do that. All right, thanks to uh, Charlie Behind the Glass. Thanks to DeFabo. Thanks uh, to Ian Cummings. And thanks to Dan Kongurski. I don't know when I'm going to be back on the airways next. Nothing on my schedule right now, but hopefully something comes up. I'll talk to you then. It's been the Fan Evening Show. Been a good talk. I'll talk to you next time on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.